Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Single Father Podcast with your host, Father DZ, where we talk about the joys and challenges of raising kids on our own. Join us for inspiring stories, practical advice, and a healthy dose of humor as we navigate the ups and downs of single fatherhood together. Follow us for the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and a community of fellow single dads. Relationships, parenting, mental health. Let's vent together. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise, this is your host, Kendall Doniker, a.k.a. Father DZ, giving you another episode of the Single Father Podcast, a show where we discuss fatherhood, parenting, single parenting, mental health relationships, and everything in between. I like to call it a chronicle of my journal in a podcast form. It's a journal where I discuss all of my feelings, emotions to you, my audience, and give you a personal insight to my life as a single father. So thank you for joining me on today's episode, and thank you if you're a returning listener. Thanks for coming back. Um, as you know, this episode came a little late. Last week, I had a little bit of a chaotic week in my house. My daughter was unfortunately very, very sick, and then subsequently, I got really, really sick. So, um, yeah, I had to take a step back from the episode and, uh, I wanted to record one last week, but I just felt like I really just don't feel like it. <laughs> so, uh, here I am, I feel much better and, uh, my daughter is doing much better thankfully. And, but she's at her mom's right now and I miss that little girl dearly. Um, wanted to take this episode to answer some more fan questions that I got in I'm going to be returning to normal podcast form pretty soon, um, but I, I got a bunch of fan questions come in, and I wanted to address them with another Q&A, a part two. Last uh, episode, we did a part one of fan Q&As, and I wanted to do a part two just to get an extra look into what you guys have to say, comment, or ask me when it comes to the podcast or my life. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. All right. By the way, how do you get a question on the show? Well, at the end of every episode, unless I'm doing Q&As like this, I do a segment called Mailbag. Mailbag is when you email me at hello at vempack.org and you type in the subject line Mailbag. And within that, you can write a question to me or a comment, something you want to say, but usually a question, and I will answer it at the end of the show. Hopefully your, your question gets answered, and if it doesn't, then maybe I'll address one of them again. If these Q&As are well-received, maybe I'll do more of them. So uh, yeah, uh, all of them are anonymous, and if you want some extra perks when it comes to the podcast, please visit our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash singlefatherpodcast, and uh, there are a whole bunch of tiers that we have um, that you can choose from that give you a lot of really cool stuff when it comes to the show you know, voting power when it comes to uh, future episodes, um, uh, patron shout outs, and some other cool stuff as well as like a, a Facebook group that I have dedicated to my patrons who are supporters of the show. 
Um, so without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. This one comes from Anonymous. How do you punish your child? Any tips for single fathers? Well, um, I think the tip kind of ranges far beyond single parenting. Um, I think it's just parenting in general. My tips, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had a, a tough time when it comes to um, my daughter. She's a girl and she's very opinionated and she's very strong-willed and just that little tough personality. Oh my gosh, it can really get to you. But when it comes to punishing her, well, I, I, I take a little bit of a different approach maybe than what you would think. I remember one day I am working and I'm having a really hard day at work. It was really stressful. My daughter decided to go play upstairs um, because she's currently not in daycare. So she goes upstairs and then I haven't heard from her in a while. Now, every parent knows, and if you're a parent, I, I mean, please, you know that this is true. Every parent knows that when your kid is a little too quiet, you understand they're either doing something wrong or they're doing something wrong, okay? Um, or they might be napping, but usually it's doing something wrong. So I go upstairs to check on her. Now I'm tiptoeing up the stairs and I, and I can't find her in her room. So I walk in her bathroom and of course I see her there. So what she decided to do was she painted our dog pink with a whole, with some, you know, paint brushes that I got for her little arts and crafts set. So she painted the dog pink and decided that she's going to give him a bath. So she starts a bath by herself, you know, puts him in the bath. Um, she's in the bath with him, washing him. My floor is absolutely flooded and I walk in and I immediately just feel rage coming in my chest. And as I felt it build up from my stomach all the way to my chest, about to come out of my, uh, my voice, my throat into words, I see her cute little face. And then she says, Oh, hi, Dada. I'm just giving him a bath and I pause and it's like the anger that I felt subsided and it just went right back down to my stomach. And I, what I realized at that moment, as she was looking at me in my eyes, that was a key moment in how our relationship would be. Because in that moment, I could have either screamed at her and yelled at her for painting our dog and simply doing what she thought was the right thing to do and giving him a bath after that and making a mess in the progress. Or I could have said, baby, you know, next time, why don't you just ask Dada to give him a bath, okay? Ask a parent and you can't get in the bath with them. And also, please don't paint the dog again because it, he, you know, he doesn't like that. And so at that moment, what I did is I screamed at the top of my lung. No, I'm just kidding. What I did is I told her exactly that. I said, look, babe, you can't paint the dog, but this is so silly. You're funny. Good job trying to give him a bath, but please don't do it again. All right. She said, all right. And the way she looked at me after that, I could, I could tell that I made one of the most perfect decisions in my parenting at this early age because she looked at me and gave me the look of, yes, did it. Like, you're my dad. I, you're, you're my hero. You didn't yell at me. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to explain it, but the way she looked at me was, 
relief and acceptance and love when she looked at me. Like, thank God. I, I like, I knew it. I knew you're the dad. I, 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 I hoped you'd be, you know, she looked at me like that, you know? And then I thought about the situation I thought, well, how, what the fuck was she thinking? How could she even do something like this? And then I thought, I don't have the imagination of a four-year-old anymore. Of course she would do something like this. Painting the dog pink. Of course she's a girl. She wants to paint him pink. She wants to paint his toenails. And all she did was try to give him a bath afterwards and make a big mess. Is that really that big of a deal? And that's what I ask myself when I'm parenting Layla and trying to decide what's the proper quote unquote punishment is when I feel myself about to yell or get angry, there's a little voice at the back of your head. And I think every parent has felt this. There's a little point in the back of your head that you're like, is what I'm yelling at this little toddler for? even really a big deal. And sometimes I like I know the feeling. Sometimes you're 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 you ask this yourself this while you're deep into already yelling at the per, at the kid and you're like, "Well, I've gone too far now. I'm going to see it through." But <laughs> you know, um but I felt that a couple times with her. You know, the little voice in the back of my head like, oh, "Is this even really a big deal?" You know, and now I, I think about that and I, I hone into that voice. And, and by the way, if, if any parent out there hasn't heard that voice while they're parenting, then I recommend creating one. And what I mean by creating one is actively make yourself try to decide, is this even worth yelling at my toddler for is or my kid for? Is this even worth my time or hers or or his? Right. Because. And what I mean by that is, in my case, is a four-year-old really going to understand the concept of everything you're doing is completely wrong? You know, I, I think at that point, she felt like she was doing the right thing, you know? So, and I think you have to think about that. Is this even a big deal? Is this worth my time? And it doesn't mean you let them get away with everything. And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. But in my household, I have kind of like a, 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 a no big deal philosophy. Or is this a really big deal where I look at certain situations that she does and I try to think, is this worth me really being that stern about it? You know, because that mess, that pile of water that was there, that's going to be there by the time I'm done working. Do I have to take care of it now? I remember one time I'm leaving for work and I'm getting her ready to take her to daycare. Now, on my way out the door, I see my wall is covered in crayons. And there's peanut butter and jelly splattered across my carpet. And again, I'm in shock. I'm at a standstill and I feel rage coming into my chest. But you know what? I said, eh, it's going to be there when I get back. No problem. Now, I did talk to her about it. I said, Layla, you can't please clean up after yourself. If you make a mess, tell Dada you can't draw on my walls. And she got it right. She gets it. But, you know, because sometimes your kid will do things that completely shock you where you're like, what the hell were you even thinking, kid? But in my case, I felt like, eh, I'll take care of it later. I bought some sample paint at Home Depot and I have a little vacuum and I scrubbed my carpet. I painted the, my wall and it was done. Did it really cause me that? much of a hassle or a problem or inconvenience my life or my day that much? Did it financially ruin me? 
You know, I think about those things. And by the way, the answer was no. In most cases, it's probably no. Most cases, the kid, the thing your kid is doing is probably just minor irritatements that you don't understand. And what do I mean by you don't understand? Because some things only make sense to a two or a four-year-old or a five-year-old, six-year-old, and they don't make sense to us because we don't have that mindset anymore or imagination. So sometimes I will put myself in her shoes and I'll say, I can see why you would do that. Don't do it, but I can see why you would, right? And so I try to think, is this a really big deal? Is this worth my time? Now, going back to what I said about not letting her get away with everything, I'll tell you this, my hardest time with my daughter, the biggest problem that I have within parenting is simply getting this woman to clean. She absolutely hates cleaning, right? And I was going to say the second thing is picky eater, but look, every kid's a picky eater. You just have to deal with that and look up different techniques and how to deal with that. That's going to be a hard time, but it's not something that, you know, I feel like it's worth, you know, tremendously sharing because uh, it's just every, every kid, every parent goes through it. But getting my kid to clean is so damn hard. It's hard. She says, I don't want to. I'm not going to. And I say, Layla, you either clean up right now or you're going to bed. Which one? And if she chooses bed and then I get stressed out, I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? Right? Oh, my God. This woman outsmarted me. She chose bed. She'd rather go to bed than clean up all of her toys. What the hell? I said, Layla, go to go to your room right now or, you know, no iPad. Fine. No iPad then. Okay, well, what the fuck do I do now? I'm stressed out. I'm panicking. She's outsmarted me. I can't let her think she's outsmarted me. I got to yell now, right? No. What I do is I try to think of different ways I can make her listen. So now I realize that, look, the options thing isn't working. I can't just give this woman two or three options because she's going to pick the other two or three, right? I am going to give this girl one option. And I'm going to show her why that one option is the best option. Okay. So now instead of making her pick up everything by herself, I'm going to help her a little bit. I'm going to help her clean with her, you know, and now instead of just saying, go clean while I'm just reading my book, I'm going to put on a cleanup song. I'm going to make it fun and friendly. And maybe I'll have a treat waiting for her when she's done cleaning. And maybe, you know, I I, I don't know, I'll make it a fun kind of time and I'll explain to her. I'll say, Layla, you know why we clean up after ourselves? Because when you make a big mess and you go to your mom's, it's so hard on Dada, right? You don't want things to get hard for me. Like I have to clean up all of this mess by myself. It's so hard, you know, and, and Layla, it just, it makes a lot of work for Dada. It makes a lot of work for me. And you know why else? Because if you want friends to come over, well, friends like a nice, clean house. You know, people want to come over our house when it's nice and clean, right? They want to hang out with us more. That's what we're supposed to do when we're cleaning. Is we're just thinking about how beautiful and wonderful our, our, our house will be after we're done picking up our toys. And I'll explain different ways how she can pick up her toys throughout the day. If you're done playing with something, put it back. You know, so I'll, and I'll do that over and over again. And I'll tell you what, it's still hard, but it's getting better. 
you know? And the, you know, I'm not going to lie. The other thing is my, my daughter, when she gets nervous or scared or whatever the case may be, when she's just have a little bit of FOMO, she tremendously all the time just pees her pants, pees her pants all the time. And so, and, and you want to, you want to yell at your kid for this, right? You're like, why the fuck can't you just go to the bathroom? You know, I'm irritated. I'm pissed. All you do is pee your pants all the time. You know where the bathroom is. You know how to go to the bathroom. Why can't you just go to the bathroom? But no. You know, I always say that, um, I always say that, you know, parenting books are, are nice, but you'll always figure it out by yourself. You know, I don't use parenting books as like a Bible. I use them as kind of a guidance, right? But what I did do one time is I read a parenting book and it's kind of like uh, tips for being a parent or a, or a father when you're raising a daughter or something like that. Um, and I still have the book and, and, I, and I love it. But one of the things in there is never, ever, ever embarrass your daughter. Now, I think this goes for a child as well. And I will never make her feel embarrassed by doing something like that, right? So instead of yelling at her or making her feel embarrassed, what I do say is, Layla, and, I, and, and I'm starting first. I said, Layla, you can't keep peeing your pants. But I accidents happen, and I know that, baby. I know that. So what I'm going to do is tell you a couple of things. Number one, I'm going to create a potty chart for you. And every time you go to the bathroom, I'll put a sticker. And now I have like this little dinosaur thing. It's really cool. For any parent out there, go on Amazon and look at dinosaur potty chart. It's a really cool trick I have for her. You know, it, it kind of shows the steps on how to go to the bathroom. It's it's really neat. And she even has like a little potty hat she puts on now. But anyways, in the beginning, I said, I'm going to give you a sticker every time you go to the bathroom. And at the end, and her mother gave me this trick. I'm like, at the end, I'm going to give you like a little cupcake or something. You'll have a treat. Maybe we'll go somewhere. Uh, we'll have a treat if you keep going to the bathroom and you every row that you hit after you go to the bathroom. You know, you know what I mean? Um, so at the end of it, we'll, we'll, I'll give you a treat. So there's a reward for actually going to the bathroom. And most of the time with my daughter, it's just FOMO or whatever the case may be, or she's scared of the dark, doesn't want to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, whatever the case may be, whatever. Right. And so, and, and most, but sometimes it's even my fault. I'm giving her water or milk before bed. Um, so I'll, I'll try to teach her those things. Right. And say, Hey, once again, this makes a lot of work for Dada. I'm, this is a lot of laundry and you're going to run out of panties. Okay. You know, make sure you get to the bathroom, baby. Okay. And I'll constantly ask her throughout the day. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Do you have to go to the bathroom? I'll force her to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, you know, there's other ways to think about quote unquote punishments. I like to think of them as more so just communicating why this is wrong. And look, I understand that's easier said than done. Some kids maybe deserve or um, require a heavier hand. But for my daughter, I try to do everything I can to follow those rules that I have instilled in my house. Is this a big deal? Does Is it worth my time trying to explode about it? And can I think of other ways to get her to listen to me? Now, if all of those things that I've mentioned are failure, then yeah. Maybe I will say, 
absolutely not. No temper tantrums whatsoever. You're going to go in timeout. Okay. But um, yeah, I, um, th- that's kind of how I quote unquote punishment, a very long winded answer, but that's kind of my, the punishment goes in my house. Now, now uh, some of the follow up question a lot of you may have is, do you believe in spankings? No, I do not. Um, and it's funny and there's no way around saying this. There's no way to, there's no way to sugarcoat it whatsoever, but it's going to sound sexist, but I, I, I can't spank my little girl. And maybe if I had a son, I think I'm not going to be honest, but maybe if I had a son, I'd beat his ass. I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I really don't. Cause I don't have a son. I can't really say, but I, if my little girl, there's something the way that she looks at me. My heart melts into a million pieces, and there's no way I could spank her. Um, but I, but you know, I, I, I think one of the things that I wrote or that I read in that parenting little by kid, or I'm sorry, well, the parenting book for uh, fathers and their daughters is absolutely never tolerate tam- temper tantrums, and I don't. Um. But as far as spankings go, no, I, I just can't do it. That's my little baby, my little princess. Um, so that was a very, very long and it looks like almost 15 minute answer to your question, which I apologize for. But I'm going to keep going here. Um, anonymous asks, uh, what are your goals when it comes to uh, your daughter and parenting and life in general? Uh, well, um, my, I'll tell you what, my biggest goal right now is getting a house and uh you know a a common goal yes but you know in the beginning i i imagined living in a beautiful house with my daughter and things didn't work out with her mother and you know some so your plans kind of shift and over the past couple of years i've been working my butt off and i wish i had this motivation in college you know maybe i'd have you know, a, 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 not a, maybe I'd have a doctorate right now, not only a master's degree, but a doctorate if I had this type of motivation in college. But I'm so very focused on my goal of, a, you know, that white picket fence house for my daughter. And that's always been my goal from really day one. My, pa- my plans shifted tremendously when her mother and I broke up. You know, I, 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 you know, suddenly I was living with my dad for a little bit and now I'm living in this condo and, you know, for the, and I had to renew because of money and the pandemic. So, you know, I, I, I felt for a while, I'd take two steps forward and one step back or, or, or what does the saying go one step forward and two steps back? Yeah, I think that's it. I, so I, I, I do that uh, throughout the past couple of years, but you know, I, I didn't really realize that each step I was taking, whether it be forward or or backward, was a step in the right direction. You know, I remember, and I tell this story a lot, and and probably too much, but it it truly means the most to me when it comes to, uh, as far as miracles go. I had just broken up with my child's mother, um, and we've been separated for a little bit and I'm living with my dad and I just got laid off from my job. Now I'm on unemployment. I'm going to school. I have a daughter living in the same room as me at my dad's house with his new wife, my stepmom and their, and their daughter. And I am stressed out of my mind. I don't know what to do. 
I, and I, I, there was a lot of tension in the house between my, my dad and his new wife and, and things like that for, you know, finding, I mean, every, you've, you've heard the stories, you know, COVID kind of brought out a lot of tentious things when it comes to marriages, when it comes to money and things like that. So I would hear that in their household. And I remember every day I'm applying for, you know, a, a condo or an apartment or, or something like that, trying to see if I can get out of the situation I'm at right now. And just, I felt like at least if I get out of there, I can have my head on straight a little bit where I can have, you know, a little bit of my own life. And I was very grateful to my dad to take me in during that time, but it was getting a little stressful. I haven't lived with my dad, with my parents, you know, since I was kind of like a boy. And to go back to that with a kid was tremendously out of this world. Um, so I remember I applied for a bunch. And mind you, I'm applying with, you know, kind of not great credit, no income. My only income was unemployment and some some student loans, right? Didn't look good for me. Um, but as you guys remember at the time, unemployment was giving you such large paychecks. Um, but still I had no job. So I remember one day I was so stressed out. I took a break and I said, okay, I'm just going to chill. So I went out into the pool and they had a pool in their backyard and I went out to the pool and I just sat there and I relaxed. And I remember almost 10 minutes after I'm out there, my stepmom comes out and basically says, something to the effect of, hey, look, me and your dad are going through a tough time. It's kind of hard to go through this with someone else in the household. I just want to see when you're going to move out. And I remember feeling so hurt and, and kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, look, we're in the midst of COVID. Um, I just got laid off. Like, what are you talking about? You're not. How can you not support me during this time? And so me and her, you know, really had a some tension right there as well. Um and I remember that night I decided to go to my grandma's house. I said, I, well, I got to get out of here for the day. So I take a shower and I go to my grandma's house and I tell her what happened. And I, I'm at the end of me telling her, I'm kind of bawling to her. Like, I have no idea what to do. And I'd say not 30 seconds after I was done telling her what happened, I get a call and it's the property management to the condo I really wanted saying, you've been approved. You have to put down a higher deposit but you're approved. And everything happened for a reason. Look, the job I had before I got laid off, I would have never saved up enough money to put down as a deposit than I would being on unemployment. And a lot of people felt that, right? Unemployment was giving you so much more money than you did at your normal job. A lot of people felt that way, right? And, you know, everything happened for a reason. And I remember that day, I remember a quote that my Nana always tells me is God never gives you more than you can handle. And I don't, I don't know if you guys believe in God or a universal connection or whatever the case may be, but I felt like I was at the last straw of what I could handle during that time. And God threw me a bone and said, here you go. And I got approved for the condo that I've been in for the last two years, very thankful and blessed. And then I got the job of my dreams and um, I'm making enough money um, than I ever thought I would at this age. And, you know, I'm, I'm only progressing and, I, and it feels good. And I'm one step closer to my dreams. And I tell you all this to say 
that my goal has always been just to give Layla a wonderful life and a wonderful house and everything. But sometimes you have to go through steps to get there. So at first I was at my dad's house. Now I'm at this condo I've been at for two years. And finally, in the next couple months, finally, I'm going to be getting a house. And it's one step closer to actually buying a house. I'm going to rent a house. Okay. But it's in a neighborhood that I'm not going to say the neighborhood, but the, the neighborhood is fucking amazing. There's kid parks everywhere. Even if I didn't have a backyard, you walk two steps as a kid park, kid park, kid park. And in the middle of all these kid parks, there's a nice, beautiful family facility. And there's an ice cream shop right in the middle of a kid's park. And the, the community throws community events and uh, for families. And, and, and there's a lot of single people over there. Maybe I'll meet somebody. There's, it's a beautiful, it's everything I wanted for my daughter. It's everything I wanted for me. And that's been my biggest goal, my biggest dream, and my drive in the morning. Every time I'm tired and want to half-ass it at work, I think about my goals. I think about my daughter. Every time I'm I'm so exhausted and I think I just want to give up, then I think about my goals. I think about my daughter. I think about just keep going. You know, every time I don't want to go to the gym and and I think about you know just chilling and eating some Doritos and things like that. I think about my goals. I think about my health and how I want to be here permanently for my daughter. And look, I know I won't live forever, but at least I'm, I'm going to try to live as long as I can to be, be there for my daughter as much as possible. You guys know what I'm talking about, but that's my goal. That's my dream. It's just to create a beautiful, wonderful life for my daughter and maybe even some happiness for myself in there as well. Um, so yeah, and, and finally, finally, I'm, I'm, I'm close to that and it makes me feel so happy and blessed and just, it's just grateful. Um, yeah, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about all that. All right. Uh, next question from anonymous, uh, was, was there ever, or did you ever feel competition with your child's mother? Um, oh, when it comes to parenting. Um, you know what? I, I, I will be lying to you if I said I didn't feel some competition in the beginning, especially, you know, when we broke up, we broke up in such a, a really bad way. It really was bad. We had a bad breakup, a, a, a bad court battle. We had a, I had a very bad, bad time throughout that whole process. And even though I ended up getting 50, 50 and everything, you know, ended up working out. I had a very, very bad, horrible, stressful time. It really was. And there's no way to lie about that or sugarcoat it in any way. It was a bad, bad time. And in the midst of that, I felt like I had to almost prove that I deserved to get 50-50, you know, or deserved to to even be a father. I, I was scared to do it on my own without her mother. I was scared. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, um, I tell this all the time, but luckily, you know, she didn't breastfeed and I, I could buy formula, but I was terrified to have this baby on my own, a single parent living by myself. I, you know, I, I was, I was very, very scared and um, I felt a, a lot of competition. Like I had to prove myself in, in the, the first year or so of my daughter's life. Um, you know, it was, it was somewhat easy because, um, you know, all she did was really sleep. I just had to be there for her. Right. And as she got older and more attentive and her personality started growing, now I felt the pressure to make her like me. So I wanted to prove that I'm a good dad and wanted to prove to her that I'm, her the best father in the world and i i wanted to prove to even her mother that i'm a good father so i was constantly on the go and i did a lot of things to make uh to make it so right i would i would constantly go to the store and buy her toys i would constantly go to the park with her to the museum i would be on the go 24 7 week after week with with my daughter so much so that even my grandmother called me at one point and she said, damn, every time I call you, you guys are on the go or going somewhere. And I felt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, do you really have to do all these things to prove to her that you love that to prove to her that she should love you? She already does love you. And even though I probably did think that I was still scared by the fact that, you know, oh, well, what if her mother says something, or, you know, this or that? I was scared. Right. I, was, I, I just wanted to be the best dad in the world. I just did because I felt like at the time, this is the only girl in the world that loves me and I don't want it to ever stop loving me. You know, I, I just, what would I do without her? You know? So I'd go on the go, on the go all the time with her to the movies, to the store, to the park, to the museums. And then eventually my daughter told me one day when she was able to kind of form, you know, coherent sentences that she says, I just want to stay home. And at that moment, I realized what I did wrong. She loved all the parks, the, 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 the museums, the, the toys. But what she really wanted was to just stay home with me and relax. She wanted to grab some muffins, cuddle up to me in bed and watch Barbie show together. That's all she wanted. And yeah, sprinkle in some parks and toys in there a little bit, but really all she really wanted was me. And at that moment, I realized two things. Number one, she loves me. And number two, I don't need to constantly prove to her that I'm a good dad. She knows that I'm a good dad. And a little bit of that was trying to prove to her mother. I felt like because I'm a, a male, a black male, a, a black single father here in America, you know, with 
the stereotypes, the racist rhetorics, the lingering eyes about, uh, is it your weekend to have her? Um, is this your holiday with your daughter? Where's the mother at? Black single fathers, blah, 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 blah. All the things that you hear, those are real. And I felt like I have to overcome those theories and be the best dad in the world. And especially to her mother, who is white, okay? And I'm not saying that she's in any way racist. What I am saying is I think to maybe her or the court system, I am looked at a certain way, you know, especially when what we had in the beginning was so rough. I didn't want to be labeled as that black, angry, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, the typical thing you hear about black guys, the, uh, the angry black man, right? I didn't want to be labeled as that. I constantly felt like I had to prove otherwise or to beat the stereotype. So, I felt almost fearful of her mother, fearful of what she could do or say or insinuate or anything that could be brought against me to ruin what I've built for myself and my daughter. You know, this relationship of love that I've built with her, I was afraid. I was afraid of her. And as time went on, what I realized is that I didn't have to be. I mean, of course... Look, still treat her mother with respect, all that, right? But I don't need to constantly be afraid of her. I am a good father. And I've been a great father for four years now. And nothing will change that. And now I'm confident that there's nothing that could be said or insinuated or or or, or brought up that could ever break the opinion of my daughter towards me. So the fear I had towards her mother, it faded. Me having to prove something to my daughter, gone. I think the real meat of it was trying to prove something to myself. And you know what? I did that. I'm a good father. I'm a great dad. and My daughter loves me. And I don't know what the future holds. Maybe as a teenager, she'll hate me. (laughs) I don't know. But I am confident that I'm doing all I can to make sure that my daughter is loved, healthy, and safe. And finally, in my heart, that's good enough for me. So the competition now is gone. Now it's just... It's just love. Um, so yeah, very long-winded answers, and I apologize. <laughs> this episode of the Single Father Podcast was created using Podcastle. Podcastle is truly the simplest software solution for creating your podcast. From studio quality audio and video recording to simple and intuitive editing, to AI-powered features like one-click background noise removal, and even voice cloning. PodCastle has you covered to make podcast creation a breeze. It really is an amazing all-in-one platform for audio and video content. You can give it a try today at podcastle.ai. All right, guys, before we continue, I just want to let 
every fellow podcaster tuned in right now on one of the best podcasting tools I've been using. So if you're like me and you've been spending hours on creating content for your show, we're talking show notes, timestamps, episode descriptions, articles, you name it, then Decipher AI is something you're definitely going to want to try. It's a new AI tool that just launched last year, and it's made content creation crazy easy for me. With Decipher AI, all you need to do is upload your episode transcript or audio to generate high-quality, engaging content for your podcast within minutes. No more hassle of researching, writing, and editing everything yourself because Decipher AI does all of the heavy lifting for you. Decipher AI creates episode summaries, segment descriptions, and even pulls quotes from your episodes so you can get content creation done in half the time. The best part? Guys, it's completely free, 100% free. Try Decipher AI for free today by signing up at www.decipher.ai. All right, next question from Anonymous. What do you and your daughter usually talk about? What do you talk about with a toddler? Um, well, (laughs) it's funny you say that. Her mother recently messaged me and said, Layla told me that she does her little cute face and that she can get you to do whatever she wants. And I said to her, if that were true, then my house would look something to the equivalent of a Dr. Seuss book. And I think that kind of fully represents what I talk about with my daughter. She talks about a whole bunch of crazy, wild stuff that you wouldn't even believe. She asked me a ton of questions. What does this mean? What does that mean? She asked me repetitive questions, like things that I already know. She's just trying to get my attention on some things. Constantly asked me to play Barbies with her or, um, you know, play outside. She spends a lot of time with our dog, Kona our little terrier that she absolutely adores. I think sometimes even a little too much. Sometimes I see him desperately trying to get away from her grasp (laughs) because she's playing too rough with him, but she loves that dog. Um, In fact, just the other day, she said, I wish Kona was a real boy (laughs) in reference to Pinocchio, right? So um, I talked to my daughter about literally a bunch of stuff. Um, I can't even pinpoint one thing, really. It's a combination of uh, imagination, foolishy, you know, uh, words and, um, I don't know, creative stories about what she dreamed about or what she's thinking about or um, just imaginative. Uh, I don't even know. It's a good question, but so much that I couldn't even really tell you. I think kids at such a young age like that take and absorb everything that they see and hear around them, and they just ask questions about it. They uh, are curious about the world around them or um, people in their lives or things that they're seeing. I I took her to um, a show not too long ago, just a couple days ago, actually, uh, America's Got Talent, and she loves sitting up and watching people on that stage do hilarious and wild things and she constantly pokes me and says dada that's so cool right 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 you know 
the thing about my daughter is she'll repeat something until you answer her. You can't just not answer her. You have to. Um, so yeah, m- my daughter is so creative on the things that she talks about and it's really fun and a little bit inspiring because it makes you m- miss that imagination. Um, that is so much instilled into who she is. And I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. Really? Um, <laughs> very nice question. Uh, next question, uh, from anonymous. Do you ever plan to have more kids? Um, I've answered this one previously, but, um, I'm, I'm quote, to be honest with you, not sure. The ideal answer is yes, I would like to have more kids, but it depends on a lot of different factors. Number one being the most important if I meet somebody. Um, I'm currently here in Las Vegas where it is hard to meet people, especially meet people who are serious about a relationship and um, are accepting that you have a kid and things of that sort. But, um, uh, you know, it, it, but it also depends on, uh, you know, if it's reasonable. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, can I even handle another kid at this time? When will I have another kid? You know, there's a lot of different factors there. So the answer is yes. But of course, it depends on, you know, who I'm with, if I want to have a kid with that person and, you know, X, Y, Z. I'll tell you what, it is sort of a interesting thought of sharing my time with someone else while I have Layla with me. So much of my time, and I mean so much of my time, is related to and being around Layla, my daughter. Literally, I you asked what I talk about with my daughter, but it's kind of really what I do uh, when I'm around her. It's I, I'm constantly playing Barbies. I'm constantly having my toenails painted. I'm constantly making sandwiches or cleaning up or uh, you know, uh, or doing, or going on bike rides or doing a, a, a numerous amount of things that toddlers make you do. Um, and, uh, look, it's, it's no easy task thinking about how I can navigate my time, especially time that's so dedicated towards my daughter with someone else. Um, so I think once I figure that out, once I figure out if, you know, I'm even meant to have another person in my life, then, you know, we can talk about having kids. But uh, for now, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, um, I this is the first time I'm saying this out loud, but I think the very last case scenario that I was thinking of is just if I'm truly, which I'm comfortable with, by the way, um, if but if I'm truly not meant to have someone else in my life, um, meeting a life partner, then maybe I'd love to adopt. There's something chaotic about having um, two kids and being a single parent, but there's also something beautiful about it as well. And um, um, yeah, I, 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 but that also depends on a lot too. That might just be wishful thinking, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, we shall see. Um, next question is from anonymous. What do you, Oh, this is kind of relevant. Uh, what do you look for in a person that you're going to date or potentially wanting to marry? Um, well, wanting to marry is very strong terms because, uh, you know, I, I don't know 
you know, uh, this is an imaginative person you're asking me to bring up, but literally I, I, I don't have a specific thing that I look for. Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I just look for someone who is caring and who can make me laugh and who's accepting and um, who's you know, beautiful, smart, and funny. Uh, I think things every guy looks for, but... Um, uh, you know, I, I look, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to find that in Vegas. I don't even know if I'd find that somewhere else. All I know is that I'm open to whatever the world gives me. And so far I've been giving an amazing opportunity to spend as much time as I have on this earth with my daughter and I'm going to take advantage of, it. um, so yeah. Next question. Do you have an investment account for your daughter or do you have anything set up for when you die? Um, I do have something set up. I have a life insurance policy. Um, and I do have an investment account for my daughter. Um, the goal is to put as much in as possible so her college is paid for and hopefully have a little leftover for a car for her as well. Um, and so far, so good. That, that goal is working out just fine. Um you know, I, I'm, you know, happy that she has another parent who hopefully is thinking about those things as well. But, um, you know, um, even right now, you know, me, her mother and I are talking about uh, different schools that we want to take, uh, put her in. You know, I think we're going to a private school. It's called a monastery school. I'm still unfamiliar completely with what a Montessori school is. Um. But <laughs> I, I will get to the bottom of it because I know that's really w what her mom wants to do. And I am all uh, I'm all, all from um, our daughter being in, in private school. Um, and I only bring that up because, you know, the payments of, the, you know, having a kid is really expensive. And um, um, I'm a guy that likes to plan early. So, yeah, my daughter's taken care of for sure. Um, next question. Again, relevant. Uh, do you have a will for your daughter? Uh, I do have a will. So that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, I really love the podcast. Thank you for all the advice on how to be a parent and a single parent. This really gives me some insight to know that I'm not alone. Uh, thank you for that, man. Uh, that's kind of the goal of, uh, the podcast. Um, um, Look, I it, all I ever wanted to do was to help people. It's funny because this podcast started out um, being the name of an app that I want to do. That's still still in development. Um, I am understanding that the undertaking of creating an app is very very hard, especially when competition is relevant. And um, but uh, look, I I'm the app started with mental health and I wanted to give a platform where I can talk about mental health and maybe relationships and, and, um, 
and being a single parent. And again, I like to call this uh, a chronicle of my journal in a, a podcast form where I discuss a lot of my feelings when it comes to my life and my journey so far. And um, I, if I can help anyone along the way or help anyone feel less alone, um, you know, that makes me happy. Um, it's funny because, um, you know, we spoke about earlier about how your kids just do kind of unbelievable things and you just have to laugh about it sometimes. I remember I was scrolling through TikTok one day and I saw this little boy, his dad was recording him and this little boy spilled maybe like a thousand Legos all over the stairs and he was recording him and the little boy, I can't remember what he said, but I think it was something to effect of, oh, I, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I remember looking at that and thinking of a situation where my, my daughter was in the, in the bath with our dog and my floor was flooded and just thinking that you just have to laugh at those situations. And I remember feeling that, wow, at least I'm not alone. Um, so I, I, I feel really good when I know that I'm not alone on certain things. And if that made you feel good as well, listening to this podcast, then I've certainly uh, done what I wanted to do. Um, so thank you. Um, yeah, that, that felt really good to hear. Thank you. Uh, next question. Um, has any of the relationship with your child's mother gotten any better? Just wanted to check in from the last episode of with Andy Heller. Um, yeah, listen, um, I, life is forever changing and I, I, the situation right now is good. Um, and I'm happy it's good. And, um, um, I'm very much content and at peace with the way things are right now, no matter if they're good or bad or otherwise, I, I know that I'm content with certain aspects of my life and, and situations and things that I've done. Um, and I'm more in, in a place where I acknowledge that that is, somewhere my daughter goes and that's her mother and I'm respectful of that. And, and, but, uh, like I said, I'm no longer consumed in fear over her or things of that nature. And I don't let, you know, simple disagreements ruin my whole day anymore. Um, you know, because there's always ups and downs in every relationship, even the ones that you, even the relationships that you don't even really want to be in, even co-parent relationships, even marriages, there, there will always be ups and downs. And that's just a part of life. Um, so the situation right now is good and, um, there will always be battles and hills to climb. I haven't experienced all of them yet. I haven't, I'm, you know, um, I think that's all I'll say, but, uh, yeah, thank you for asking. And, um, you know, look, co-parenting is hard guys. There's no doubt about it, but it doesn't have to be. I don't think it has to be the end of the world. Look, I, I miss my daughter when she's not here. I wish that I had her 24 seven. To be honest, I wish that her mother didn't have another person in the, in her life that my daughter sees as a father figure. I wish that I had a, 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 another kid before she did, you know, that goes back to the competition aspect of it all that we talked about. Uh, you know, I, I wish certain things weren't true, but part of being an adult is accepting the things that you wish weren't true and 
and growing from them. And I think what I've learned and what I've grown out of that situation is I've becoming accepting of the things that I cannot change and and more cognizant of the things that I can. And I, and I think what I've learned at now almost 28 years old is I'm now aware and I have the wisdom to know the difference. Um, and I think that that's made all the difference in my life is having the wisdom to understand the difference between the things I cannot change and the things that I can. And I think that just comes with time. Um, you know, it, at first I was sad because I loved her. Then I was sad because I'm raising my kid alone. And then I was sad because she's doing things that I, I wish I had done maybe with her. And, and then now I'm not sad. I'm very accepting and I'm actually very happy. I'm happy that I get to spend as much time with my daughter, um, as I can. And I'm happy that our situation isn't as, as bad as others. And I'm happy that I can learn from some of the mistakes that I made in that relationship and, and grow and, and take it, uh, take those you know, learning lessons onto another one. And, um, you know, I, I don't at all think that we should ever be together, but I am, um, very happy that she is in my daughter's life because I do think that she's a great and wonderful mother. And from when I did know her, I known her as a very good person as well. Um, now I'm just kidding, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy, uh, with the way things are. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it, and you, you kind of seem un- uncomfortable to answer questions like that only because I have to kind of walk the line of what I can and cannot say. But, um, but you know, I appreciate you checking in and, and thank you. Things are good. Uh, next question. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, next question. What do you and your daughter like to do for fun? Well, I think I answered a little bit of some of that earlier. Um, we'll do a, a various amount of things like go to the park or ride bikes or, um, you know, play games together. Um, you know, and I, I see here, one of the next questions It's, it's funny because the next question is always as relevant. Um, I see one here. One of the next questions is, do you let your kid play with electronics? Um, here's my biggest goal for my daughter. And I think I, I actually, I have no, I have accomplished that because I control it, but my biggest goal for my daughter at least in my house and when I can control is I don't let my daughter watch anything stupid. And I, everything that my daughter watches or learns from, I think is very educational and, and, um, and warm and, uh, and, and, you know, she's learning how to be the sweet, innocent, beautiful girl. You know, and kind of what I mean by that is like, I remember when I was younger, I watched shows like Invader Zim or Fairly Odd Parents or things like that. And I'm not saying that my daughter is banned from watching those shows, but I'm saying you don't really learn anything from those shows. Um, sometimes even SpongeBob can be a little bit stupid, you know? Um, so those loud shows that kind of almost teach you how to be rude and obnoxious, I don't really let my daughter watch. Um, and like I said, you, you may be confused by that. You're like, well, you just said she's not banned from watching those shows. I mean, she's not. If she grows up and chooses that she wants to watch those shows, have at it. 
but you know, in this early stage of development and the things that I can control, um, you know, I, I don't let her watch anything stupid. And most of the shows you'll find nowadays, like that are on Netflix and things like that, actually are educational and beautiful and wonderful. And, um, and I, I think creates good personality habits for y- your kid. Um, so yeah, she has electronics, but, uh, the things that she has on there, even games are all education and, and for her benefit. So, um, yeah. And, uh, with that guys, I, you know, I think, um, I, I apologize because I give such long winded answers, but, uh, I think I'm going to stop there and, um, you know, uh, thank you guys for joining me on today's show and, and, um, and uh, just being supporters of the podcast and coming back and listening to me every week. I appreciate it. And again, sorry about last week. I was very sick. And um, yeah, I look, I, I'm very grateful to everyone who does listen to the podcast and, and supports me in the show. And if you want to keep supporting me, please uh, do it so by following us on social media. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, just at the Single Father Podcast. That's where you can find us pretty much everywhere. Um, on Twitter, it's just my full name, Kendall Doniker. Um, and, uh, you can also support the show by becoming a patron of the show. We have a tier of one of our uh, patron, uh, tiers that are just $5 a month, the price of a cup of coffee, right? If you want to support the podcast and allow us to keep doing what we're doing, um, you know, look, I'll be honest, the podcast requires a lot of my time and money and, uh, to, to you know to produce quality to get guests on the show to xyz and uh, i want to be able to keep doing that and if you guys become patrons of the show i will be able to do so um and uh thank you guys um and, and by the way you can go check out our patron at um patron.com slash single father podcast um so with that guys i'm gonna leave you with uh just a thank you i love you And uh, I'll see you again soon. And thank you for letting me vent with you, most of all. It was nice to get that off my chest. Um, Just to tell you about stories or just, you know, little insights about my life and things about my daughter. It's really cool that people actually care. And, um, yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much. And uh, without further ado, I am your host, Kendall Doniker, a.k.a. Father Deasy. Until next time, bye-bye. And, uh, oh, oh, by the way, I, I forgot uh, to mention, some of you actually might be wondering, hey, I, I looked on YouTube and I can't find the video form of this podcast. I thought you were doing video podcasts now, Kendall. What's going on? Where is the video? Because um, I, I told you guys I'm going to be start. I'm going to start to uh, transition into video form podcasts, especially when I move, I'll have a really better uh, uh, video quality. I'll have a whole setup that will be excelente for video form podcasts. But with this one, you're probably wondering, well, what is up? Why can't, why isn't there a video for this episode? And there's a really simple answer to that. And it, honestly, guys, a really simple answer. I forgot. I honestly just forgot to turn the video on. So, my bad. But uh, <laughs> in the future, I will not forget. There will be video form podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for, again, listening and being a part of the show. Um, and to check out some of those video form podcasts, go check out our YouTube channel. 
at the Single Father Podcast. Go subscribe, like, and share. And, uh, you know, just yeah, hit me with that support, which I do appreciate. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, take it easy. I'm Father Deasy. The Single Father Podcast with Kendall Doniker is a weekly show that explores the joys, challenges, and triumphs of being a single dad. Join us as we share stories, offer advice, and provide support to other single fathers. Follow us to stay up to date on new episodes and to connect with other single dads in our community. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave a review.